Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 13, Episode 5, OD Mount and ID Mount Machining Methods. Today, we're talking with special guests Keith Polifka and Ron Rohrbacher from EH Walks. Let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome to Bevel Talk. Once again, we're joined by Keith Polifka and Ron Rohrbacher from EH Walks and Orbitalum. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us again. How are you doing today? Yeah, doing good. Doing well. So you got you mentioned, and I can't remember if it was Keith or Ron, you mentioned OD mounts and ID mounts. I mean, I, I understand the theory behind, right, an outside mount and an inside mount, but what are the different characteristics or abilities? Why one versus the other? Well, it, uh, ID mount is also referred to as, as just an end prep machine, and, and it's because that's specifically what it does. It'll, it'll put a prep on the end of a pipe. So if you had a, a stick of pipe that you just needed a bevel on the end, you can put a split frame on there and, and get lined up. You'd have to simulate like you made the cut, get the machine near the end, or even do a little cut to, to make sure the end is perfectly square with the machine. Whereas with an unprep machine, it's an ID mount, which means that there's a, there's a mandrel that'll go inside the pipe and you tighten the nut on the end of the mandrel and the legs, there's three legs on the mandrel and they'll start retracting back, coming back towards you and they're riding up a ramp. So they're expanding as they're coming back. And, and just by simply wiggling that mandrel and tightening that nut, you can perfectly square that mandrel to the ID of the pipe. So it mounts literally in seconds. And then depending on the size, a, a smaller machine, the mandrel will always stay in the machine. You just put the machine with the mandrel in the pipe tighten the nut on the end, give it the little wiggle and, and you're set and ready to go on a, on a bigger machine. You may mount the mandrel first and then slide a machine on it. But the, the idea behind it is, is since that mandrel is sitting there perfectly square and in, in line with that pipe. Uh, now we're using that form tool process for the majority of it. We, we also do single point with it as well, but it allows you to uh, just simply the machine that's got a, a head that's rotating around. It's got a blade in there with the form tool angle on there. And you just feed the knobs in and put that bevel on the pipe. And it, it's incredibly quick. And you still get that cold cut, precise angle. And as soon as that, that bevel gets all the way down to the ID, it's a perfectly square cut. So even if that, that cut was done by hand and it was out of square, uh, you just keep running in until you hit the ID all the way around and you're guaranteed square. So for, for that particular need, it, it is a excellent solution. It's, it's very fast. It's very easy. Uh, I even had my mom come in one day and do a bevel just so I could say, uh, even my mom can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the, um, the, the OD mount, uh, the biggest difference is it allows you to cut and bevel. So there's, there's definitely times where, uh, you, you have to use that split frame, but like in the scenario that Keith just said, there's, there's instances where you may be able to put the split frame on to make a cut, but once that, that piece is removed, you still need to get into a, whether it's a, a fitting or a valve, the valve's a, a big one. Uh, you want to be able to mount in that valve and be able to, to do the prep on the end of it. And, and then we still have to deal with this thin wall, heavy wall scenarios. So again, we have uh, different accessories that allow to do that. We have like rounding shoes for thin wall pipe so that when you put that mandrel in the inside and those legs expand, you don't triangulate the pipe because um, it has that three points of contact. So rounding shoes are, they basically, they're, they're little mini circles 
And when you put all three of them on there and they expand, they make a circle and, uh, and you could actually true up a piece of pipe. If it were out around, you could kind of round it up a little bit, but the biggest thing is you won't deform it any further. Uh, and then that single pointing also comes in. So there's a, another machine that we came out with called the EP424, which has a technology that still has yet to be duplicated by anyone. Um, when it comes to real heavy wall end prep, it's not uncommon for people to single point it. And there's all different types of, of slides out there. Uh, typically, it's the same slide that's used to do flange facing. But two motions need to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. That blade needs to, to travel across and the machine needs to back up at the same time in order to get that angle that, that you're trying to get. Uh, and we have a, a machine called an EP424 that uh, has something we call speed prep technology, but it, it literally has a, a transmission inside it. And I could set it for, like, example, those compound bevels we talked about. I could do that 10 degree into a 37 and a half degree without ever stopping and resetting anything. As the tool bit's traveling down, the machine is automatically backing up. So it's putting on that 10 degree. And when I get down to my three quarter from the ID where I wanna transition the 37 and a half, you just loosen the knob and move the handle over and tighten the knob again. And it changes the speed that it's backing out and allows you to, to single point that heavy wall as well. So some, some really cool end prep technology. EH Walks is an OEM of portable pipe cutting and beveling machinery. Based in Illinois with direct sales support and rental centers across the country, they're prepared to support you with any pipe cutting project. EH Walks is also the distribution hub in the United States for Orbitalum tube cutting, facing, and welding products. You can find both at ehwalks.com and schedule your demo today. Okay, so... Again, welder brain here thinking there's always going to be a place in welding for stick welding, flame cutting, grinding, but there's other options out there that can be, whether it's faster or more efficient, easier to learn, higher quality and anything right there. I'm seeing this in the cutting world too, that you're always going to have a place for flame. You're always going to have a place for grinders. You're always going to have place for other types of cutting but you have the ability to do so much more if you just know the technologies out there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, one of the stories I, I love to tell, I, I was uh, called out to a, a contractor that's used us quite a bit and uh, they had some 10 inch stainless steel that they had to cut. So we were using the split frame and we were up in the loft of a, of a uh, big fab shop and we were up there doing the cutting and I'm looking down into the fab shop and there had to be, 10 guys down there with grinders. There's sparks flying all over the place and they're doing a bunch of two and a half and three inch pipe. And, and I, I kept looking down and so we're doing our training on the, on the split frame and finally said, you know, I got a machine in my truck that'll put a bevel on that in less than a minute. And they're like, get out of here. I'm like, yeah, before I leave, I'll show it to you. <laughs> so I pulled <laughs> that thing out and, and the one guy there's like, nah, my guys don't need that. And so we do the demo. They end up putting it on rent. I called a couple of days later to see how things were going and the guys were fighting over it. There's guys locking it in their box. And <laughs> so they ended up getting a couple more. Uh, and it's just cause they, they were just never exposed to it. Welders don't do that kind of stuff, do they? So, okay. One last question for you, gentlemen, what's the biggest pipe you've ever cut? Keith, Wall thickness and diameter. Keith, you want to take that one? Uh, yeah. So um, there was a, uh, a power plant that we actually built a special machine for 
Um, it was a hundred, almost 130 inches in diameter. Almost 11 feet. Um, it was 11 feet in diameter and, um, 5.5 inch wall. Goodness. We had to cut it and put a, uh, J prep on it and an internal counter bore to uh, match up. It was actually a steam generator work. So, um, you know, it gets big. It gets real big. I mean, you know, we we have in our arsenal of equipment um, all the way up to 120 inches as standard with a split frame. So, yeah, with the, with an OD mount technology. Um, so we go down to we go down to half inch and up to 120 inch um, standard, and then we've custom built things. You know, whatever it takes. I mean, if and if we can't do it with an OD machine, we've done it with a mill. Are some of our some of our milling technology that we used to deploy, you know, could cut even bigger vessels than that. So I'm still thinking I'm, I'm still stuck on, you know, almost 11 feet and five and a half inch wall. How much welding that would take to actually complete that joint. Yeah. Well, they actually complete that welding. You're right. And it's, um, you know, it's done with, um, you know, sometimes it's done with uh, full automated technology and sometimes it's done with a mix of it, right? I mean, the, the route may be put in automatic and then they may come back to, uh, you know, more conventional, you know, manpower welding, whatever the different types that they would need to use. Um, certainly isn't stick welding at that point, well, right? No, <laughs> you know, no. So, <laughs> but uh yeah so um yeah they they you know there's been uh, a lot of advancements in the welding side as well but i mean that's there is where the attachment is right nobody thinks about okay well i have to have this prepped properly before i can do that welding action right so um really really important to be thinking ahead of that you know yeah for the small tube you know thin wall stuff of course you're gonna easily be able to prep that but some of this other stuff is uh it takes a lot of uh planning and uh, making sure you have the right equipment to do the job you know uh we we've touched off a, a couple times on on the complexities and uh and that also goes it in in addition to what uh, keith had mentioned about us working with ua halls uh, trying to get guys trained before they go out to the field. Uh, so they're at least familiar and exposed to the equipment and knowing the options are there. Um, but we, you know, having that, that direct sales force, we do a ton of training. Um, and, and actually recently, uh, something new and it was uh, partly brought on because of COVID, but, uh, I, I see it lasting long after is, uh, we, we built this new virtual training room where we have uh, high def cameras and uh, you know, green screen with, uh, so it, it looks really high quality when it's, when everything's turned on and the software is being used. And, and it allows us to, to so as an example, I, I just trained some guys that were in Oklahoma. I trained them from Lincolnshire. And uh, we, we mentioned that we could do this virtual training and, and the guy's like, no, no, I need somebody here. Um, Cause he didn't have any confidence in it. And I said, tell you what, day before, let's, let's just do a little, uh, a sample of it. So we turned the whole thing on. We interacted for about a minute and he's like, yep, we're doing this. <laughs> he was all excited. It works really well. It is as close as you can get to actually being there with somebody. Cause I, I'm looking at a screen, seeing them, I could see their pipe. They have a camera on that and, and they're seeing me and, and the pipe there. And we even had a translator there for that one. Cause some of the guys were, uh, did not speak English. And, and we were able to do this this really nice training session remotely 
so that's just another another thing that we're doing now that I could see us continuing to do because when it comes to things like troubleshooting, uh, what could be better than us be looking at what they're talking about and being able to interact that way? It's uh, it's really cool. Absolutely, and you know we talk about technology being so advanced and changing and. And the industry sometimes takes some time to catch up, but it's it's amazing what we're actually able to do and what we're capable to capable of, um, and really just how much knowledge and skill is involved in in welding and building and cutting and so many different things. It's it's just amazing to me. So, well, Keith, Ron, thank you guys so much for being with us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you to our listeners. We hope you catch us next time. Thank you. Thanks.